Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Welcome to this Coach House Beacon. Turn the tide. For a few years during October half term, we rented a flat in St Ives and enjoyed a week in beautiful Cornwall. It was great looking out across the harbour, eating Cornish cream teas and pasties and generally enjoying exploring the little streets and beaches of this once fishing village. One of the things we enjoyed doing was digging a hole near the shoreline on the beach, surrounding it with sand walls, then sitting in it waiting for the tide to reach us. It was easy to defend this structure at first, with tiny waves lapping at the edges of our defences. However, it was soon a case of shoring up the multiple breaks in the wall, digging furiously, thinking we were doing well until that one wave was a bit too powerful and the waves couldn't withstand it anymore. It was fun and we knew the outcome before we even started. The excitement was in the challenge of how long we could last before the tide washed us away. In the year 1016, Canute became the King of England. At first he was a harsh leader, resorting to executions and exile for those who were against him. But later, when his rule was more stable, his attitude generally changed. However, it wasn't perfect. But he did convert to Christianity and keenly protected the church. He ruled for 19 years and successfully kept the Viking raiders away because he also ruled over them. Canute became king of Denmark in 1019 and king of Norway in 1028, making him the ruler of a massive empire surrounding the North Sea. Most are familiar with the beginning of the story. King Canute, being an arrogant ruler, had his throne placed on the banks of the Thames waiting for the tide to come in. As the tide rose, Canute stood and held out his hand, demanding that the waves recede. One historian wrote, With the greatest figure he commanded that his chair should be set on the shore when the tide began to rise. And then he spoke to the rising sea, saying, You are part of my dominion, and the ground that I am seated upon is mine, nor has anyone disobeyed my orders with impunity. Therefore, I order you not to rise onto my land, nor to wet the clothes or body of your Lord. However, there's a bit more to the story. It carries on. But the sea carried on, rising as usual, without any reverence for his person, and soaked his feet and legs. Then he, moving away, said, All the inhabitants of the world should know that the power of kings is vain and trivial and that none is worthy of the name of king, but he whose command the heaven, earth and sea obey by eternal laws. So this story actually celebrates Canute's acknowledgement of God as sovereign over all, not of his own control of the tide. These two stories tell us what should happen according to the laws of nature, determined by Creator God. The incoming tide cannot be stopped because it was designed and created at the beginning of time to ebb and flow. What happens is inevitable and can't be changed, no matter how much we try or will it to happen. In contrast, events that happened 80 years ago demonstrate 
The events that appear to be inevitable, that appear to be certain because of the chain of events, can be transformed through supernatural intervention. One of our church members, Mary, told us during a home group discussion about what happened when she was a young girl growing up in the war years. King George VI called the nation to prayer. Many countries of the world were engaged in war and there was a real threat of invasion of our shoreline as the enemy front line advanced. Rather like King Canute, King George knew the only solution to this immense and seemingly immovable problem was to call upon Almighty God to intervene, to turn the tide an imminent disaster. His Majesty King George VI requested that Sunday the 26th of May should be observed as a national day of prayer. In a stirring broadcast he called the people of Britain and of the Empire to commit their cause to God. And he said, At this historic moment, surely not one of us is too busy, too young or too old to play a part in a nationwide, perchance a worldwide vigil of prayer as the great crusade sets forth. If from every place of worship, from home and factory, from men and women of all ages and many races and occupations, our intercessions rise, then please God, both now, in a future not remote, the predictions of an ancient psalm may be fulfilled. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will give his people the blessing of peace. In its hour of deep distress, a heart cry from both monarch and people alike was going up to God in prayer. And that cry didn't go unanswered. For very soon, at least three miracles were seen to happen. Number one. Inexplicably, the advancing army was ordered to halt by their own generals. And they were only 20 miles away from the destination. Dunkirk. Number two. A furious storm broke out, which stopped any chance of the enemy aircraft taking to the skies. And number three, despite the turbulent storm, the seas of the English Channel were calm, allowing a vast armada of every type of floating device to carry soldiers back to the English shores. One of the generals of the enemy forces recorded, Bad weather has grounded the Air Force and now we must stand by and watch countless thousands of the enemy getting away to England right under our noses. Prayer turned the tide and changed the course of history. It took the inevitable, the immovable, the certain and turned it 180 degrees. A miracle happened because the people prayed and turned to God for help. Prayer is so important that even Jesus prayed to his father. He pleaded with God about the coming events, his impending death. Yet he also yielded to the sovereignty of Almighty God, saying, Not my will, but yours. The prophet Isaiah reminds us that God is sovereign, as he records in chapter 55. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. This gives us hope that we can bring our prayers, our pleas before a sovereign God. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, 
The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And in Philippians chapter 4 we read, Don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. No matter how difficult the circumstances or impossible the situation, the Bible tells us to bring it before Almighty God in the name of Jesus. God listens to our pleas and prayers, and by his will, he can turn the tide, making the impossible possible. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.